Welcome to the Talking Talent Podcast with you from Regensburg, Germany. I'm David Hein. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you for finding us. Thank you for your time, your valuable time. I say it every time, and I appreciate your time. Uh, we have a new uh, one. We have a new scout on uh, on the show this week. Uh, Louis Policelli will be making his debut uh, on the show. He's uh, based. In Brazil, uh, we're going to have a little bit more of a FIBA Americas uh, feel uh, to uh, to the show. Uh, figured uh, there's so much talent over there, uh, and uh, to have him as the replacement for Marius Flachenecker, uh, you know, we still have Jason and um, uh, Jason, even Marco in in Europe, and uh, and then even guys like Kane and uh, Ignacio can can look at uh, European guys. Uh, but wanted to try to get a little bit more of a feel of the, of some of the talent uh, in um, South Central America, and uh, so that's why we're bringing in uh, Louis Palacelli. Um, so hopefully you guys enjoy him. Just to let you know, the the sound quality on his uh, chat is a little bit on the underwater sounding side, uh, but uh, I needed to go with that. And uh, but looking to. Uh, improve on that for uh, for coming shows. Um, so that is uh, that's the new addition, as uh, as promised. As uh, uh, was uh, really excited to to finally get him uh, on board and uh, in the uh, uh, in the army, if you will. Um, so uh, as, as you guys know, this is uh, you know how it works. Uh, we have guys, we have scouts come on uh, this week. Uh, joining uh, Lewis is uh, Jason Filippi uh, and Ivan Mitrovic. And uh, Jason and Ivan are going to be talking some of the guys from the uh, Adidas Next Generation Tournament Belgrade uh, event. And, um, and uh, of course, uh, like we mentioned, uh, Lewis is actually going to go into some, some of the uh, top guys uh, who are in Brazil. Uh, so that's uh, that's the uh, that's the roadmap for for this week. Uh, I, I, as you as you hopefully know, this uh, the the Talking Talent podcast is part of the uh, Talking uh, Taking the Charge Substack. Uh, the podcast is available for free for the first two weeks, and then it's put behind the paywall. And the full archives are part of the paid subscription. Uh, you can. Uh, you can, uh, to become a paid subscriber, just click on the subscribe now button there. Uh, if you think the price is a little too high, just let me know and, uh, we can, uh, work something out on that. Uh, the paid subscription also gets you access to the, uh, taking the charge prospects podcast where every week we, we interview, uh, give a, a long in-depth interview, uh, with one of the top players, uh, around the world. Uh, and, uh, so that, uh, I think it's a great, great, uh, project and, uh, really think there's a lot of value, uh, in it. So, um, go, go check it out, uh, taking the charge.substack.com. Uh, without further ado, let's, uh, get on with the, uh, with the scouts, which is the reason why you guys are here. Not really necessarily to hear me talk. Uh, so, uh, we're doing, uh, Louis Palacelli, Jason, Filippi and uh, Ivan Mitrovic, uh, enjoy, and we will talk to you next week. All right. Uh, usually at this point, I would say back on the Talking Talent Show. And this time, though, I have to say for the first time on the Talking Talent Show, we have um, we have Louis Policelli, uh, scout with ID Prospects uh, there in Brazil. L- Louis is the replacement 
for Marius Flachnecke. Um, I promised a to find a new guy, and so we're bringing on Louis. Uh, Louis, uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on, coming on board. Thanks for inviting me, David. I hope I can you know, provide some good stuff about prospects, you know. Uh, hope it can be as good as Marius was. Uh, just, you know, just um, give your opinion the best you can, and that's uh, what everybody um, will respect more than anything else. Um, so I guess, uh, why don't we just, why don't we just jump right in and, uh, we actually, so you're, you're in, in Brazil and, uh, we're actually going to start in your neck of the woods and, uh, we're going to start with, um, uh, Mario Santos. And, uh, so people, people will actually have seen him before, uh, not everybody, but some people will have seen him before he actually was, on the um, the Brazil team that uh, actually took the gold medal first place at the uh, FIBA South America U17 South America Championship back in 2019 in Chile, um, which would have which well, would have they did qualify for the under 18 FIBA Americas Championship, uh, which unfortunately was not played. Um, and so um, actually two of the three guys that we're going to talk about today uh, were on that team. Um, that ended up missing a chance to play at the uh, under uh, FIBA U- U19 uh, Basketball World Cup, which was played last summer. Um, and because the tournament couldn't be played, the under 18 tournament, FIBA America's under 18 tournament, uh, FIBA took the top four uh, teams in the FIBA rankings uh, boys, and that was USA, Canada, Argentina, and Puerto Rico. Um, so um, they actually didn't have a chance to play. And uh, so even though they beat, even though Santos was on the team that beat Argentina uh, at the South America's championship under, uh, under 17 in 2019, uh, they actually took Argentina uh, because the Argentina, the better uh, was, was in the, uh, was in the top four of the FIBA Americas rankings and uh, the uh, world ranking. Um, and so, so uh, Santos uh, plays with, uh, with Franca uh and uh in the in the uh in the uh portuguese in the uh, portuguese in the uh, brazilian league um and uh and I, I i imagine he's probably really close to getting uh no he's actually played a couple of games with the with the brazilian Nas- uh, senior national team was at the fiba america cup uh 2022 qualifiers so he's actually played two games uh, for the brazilian senior national team as well um, so why don't you uh, why don't you let us know what you have on uh, Marcio Santos? So as I said, he was on the team that won the 2019-17 uh, South American. He was actually the MVP of that competition, uh, even though guys like Keith Santos and you know other guys we're gonna talk about today were on the team, and it was a really strong team. He was the MVP, uh, and that was you know the it was when he really broke out, and after that season, he became a part of the Franca rotation, which is one of the top teams in the Brazilian league. Uh, so even though he doesn't get a ton of minutes, he plays under less than 20 minutes per game. It's you know a big accomplishment for uh, a 19-year-old. And talking about his game, he's a, a undersized big. He is 6'8", uh, but very strong, 240. Uh, 
has a very good post game. This is like calling for, especially when he's, you know, uh, one of the focuses of the offensive game plan. You know, he gets them on the post and against the majority of the uh, centers in MBD, he can, you know, affect them really easily with points, uh, draw fouls. You know, this is, this is his big point. Uh, but he can do a lot of stuff. Uh, other than that, he's a very good off-ball cutter. Uh, he can sometimes shoot the ball. Uh, it hasn't been efficient this year, especially shooting 13% on one two-pointer thing and ten per game. So not great. Uh, but I do think there are some promise there. His mechanics are good. Uh, and it would be really important for him to develop that. When he plays with the under-22 team with uh, under-22 under-22 team, uh, he played, uh, he shoots a lot more of the three balls and you can see his shot uh, a little more than he does with Francis, it's not, you know, not his role. Um, but what really stands out for me about his game is actually the defense. Um, he's very switchable. He guards perimeter players like he's a wing. Uh, of course, you know, he's 6'8", so that's kind of a must, but it's really, really impressive how he can flip his hips, uh, move laterally. You know, he's always uh, very engaged defensively. Uh, so that's really, really impressive. And, you know, a skill that will work at any level. Uh, and his, he also offers a bit of rim protection. I don't think he's the primary rim protector in, you know, high-level uh, leagues. But if you have another rim protector, he can be a great secondary guy. Uh, he doesn't get a ton of blocks, but when you're watching, you can see how, how much he impacts uh, the rim protection. So that's, you know, that these are his uh, strengths. A uh, really good post player. He can cut off ball. Uh, and the uh, versatile defender uh, about his issues. Uh, you know, this side is obviously uh, a big concern. He's just six eight. He doesn't really have a shot at this point. He does shoot, but as I said, not efficiently. And uh, so, you know, as he progresses and maybe uh, has a bigger role with uh, Frank in Brazil or goes to a higher level competition, this could be an issue. Uh, because he's not really a five, because he doesn't have the size for it, and he's not really a primary protector. But at the same time, he's not really a four, because he doesn't really handle the ball at ten, and he doesn't shoot. So this is really uh, the question mark for him, whether or not he can uh, develop into one of those positions correctly. And and he actually has played two full seasons uh actually it's 10 games in the bcl americas uh as well with franks uh, um played uh actually so it would have been his uh math 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 uh, 17 um uh, no 16 to 7 he turned 17 uh during the 1920 season and then uh was um yeah and then turned 18 in that second season so he was playing 
uh, some BCL Americas games uh, at 17, 18 years old, uh, and then uh, and then the 2021 season uh, as well. Um, all right, let, let's move to his. Uh, let's move to his teammates, and, and again, also somebody who was on that under seventeen team um, at the um, uh, at the South America Championship, uh, and that is uh, Adel Pereira. Um, I guess some places have him as Adel Burgos, Adel Pereira. Um, uh, I guess time will only tell, <laughs> uh, sometimes, um, I, I think FIBA had him as Burgos, if I'm not mistaken, uh, other places have him as Barrera, uh, Pereira. Uh, so, uh, we'll have to see what, uh, what, uh, how, how he, uh, how he ends up in the, uh, uh, you know, what name he uses uh, in the, in the long term. Um, but, uh, uh, so so really quick finishing off with with Santos Santos uh, w- won't turn uh, won't turn 20 until actually uh, early next season he has a November birthday so he's going to play the entire rest of this season um at uh, at uh, at 19 um and the other two the other 2002 generation um and actually let's see uh actually tomorrow uh, date of publication is uh, Pereira Burgos uh, is twentieth birthday. Um, so in case he might be listening, uh, happy birthday uh, to uh, Adiel. Um, so, but like I said, he's also with uh, he's also with uh, with with Franza, and so he's also played uh, two seasons. Uh, actually, he, played, he even had uh, he even had a game uh, in the uh, um, in the. No, I guess it was. I guess it was uh, two seasons with uh, in the uh, in the BCL Americas as well. Uh, so he's with France as well. Why don't you uh, let us know uh, what you have on uh, Adiel Pereira Burgos? So Adiel is, I think, he's the most fun prospect from Brazil. He's not the best, definitely, but I always have a great time watching him, just because he's he's got a great handle. He's super fast. He changed the directions super quickly, you know, so agile. Um, he can pull up uh, from long range, from mid range. You know, he attacks the basket without any fear. Um, so, uh, let's, I'm actually going to go back a little. I didn't even say <laughs> his information, but he's 6'2. I just had played for Franca. Uh, pretty skinny point guard. Uh, play some shooting guard too. Uh, and, you know, he's a very good passer, has good handle, as I said, uh, very quick, you know, he's a creator, but he hasn't gotten a lot of minutes with uh, Franca this year because they're a really stacked team. Uh, the starting point guard is actually the MVP of the Brazilian league, so it's pretty tough to get minutes. But when he comes on, you know, He's always, he always has this uh, speed to the game. Uh, he's very dynamic. You know, you get him the ball, he will instantly start the transition. Um, he can run pick and rolls. Uh, he can play, you know, ISO against uh, most uh, guards in Brazil and will just blow by them easily. You know, uh, his main issue uh, at this point offensively 
is that his shot selection isn't good. It's actually very, very far from good. He's shooting about 40% from the field this season, uh, which is, you know, he takes all the shots he wants, basically. Uh, you know, sometimes he'll take three, four shots in a minute and a half, and sometimes he'll make all the shots, sometimes he'll miss all of them. So that's that's probably what uh, what is his biggest weakness offensively is the decision making. Uh, but other than that, he's really, really talented defensively. You know, maybe getting more polished and improving the decision making as he gets older uh, will be enough for him to to his potential offensively. Uh, defensively, there are bigger issues. So he's pretty small, as I said, six two, and that's on a good day, uh, he might be closer to six one or to six foot. Um, and he doesn't have really long arms. Uh, he's not very engaged defensively. Sometimes he's just standing around there, and which uh, leads to easy buckets from his men. Uh, he's very rarely uh, positioned correctly. Uh, you know, he's not rotating super fast. Uh, he doesn't navigate screens very well. He always gets stuck. Uh, he doesn't handle contact very well. Uh, and on top of that, he gets a lot of fouls defensively if he played uh, full games, you know, not just uh, 10, 15 minutes, he would probably foul on a lot of them. Um, so really what doesn't, what is holding him back right now is the defense and the decision-making. But other than that, you know, his offensive talent is huge. Uh, I believe he can be a very, very good scorer, a very good playmaker, you know, just, uh, you know, resolving some of his decision-making issues and getting better at defense, which is probably not very hard, you know, just putting more effort out there and maybe improving some uh, technique would uh, do the trick. Uh, but that's it on him. I hope. You know, he gets more space in Franca so he can, or somewhere else, so he can uh, get better at this because, you know, with small minutes, it's hard to improve, uh, you know, the mental part of the game. Um, with the, with you mentioning Switch actually can bring us to the next guy. Let's just really, really quick finish on him. Uh, so he, he, like I said, mentioned he turned 20, uh, is turning 20 tomorrow, uh, date of publication today. Um, and, uh, so you have to, you know, put those two guys together, um, with actually Guy Santos, who Ignacio talked about way early in our, in this, um, uh, in the history of the talking talent, uh, podcast, uh, and he's with, uh, Minas, uh, Horizonte. and, uh, you know, they, they, those three, that trio of guys were on that U17 team that, uh, you know, looking, and he's also already made it into the senior national team. So it's, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of a disappointment that we weren't able to see Brazil, uh, last summer at the, uh, under 19, you know, world cup, it would have been really interesting to see, uh, what those guys, uh, would have been able to do at FIBA Americas. I'm sure, I'm sure they were pretty uh, disappointed that, uh, that Argentina was uh, taken over them, especially, like I said, since that, since that was a team that beat them um, in a thriller, uh, it was actually 98, 97 
in in the final in in Chile at the uh, the uh, under seventeen uh, South America. Um, I, I mentioned uh, I mentioned uh, moving somewhere because uh, both uh, Pereira Burgos um, and 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 also Santos uh, Marcio Santos. Uh, they've both been in France uh, basically their entire career, and uh, the the next guy that we're talking uh, that you're going to talk about, uh, and that is uh, Rowan Miranda. Uh, he was with uh, Flamengo, which is you know a superpower in 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 uh, in Portuguese. In uh, ah, man, I have to stop Portuguese. I know you, I know you guys speak Portuguese, but you're Brazilian. Um, uh, in in Brazilian basketball, and uh, he actually was at the FIBA Americas. Uh, uh, he was uh, actually at the uh, Intercontinental Cup final uh, in 2019, where Flamengo lost uh, to Ike, I believe. I think uh, that was Ike. Uh, but he was at with Fl- Flamengo, came up in the Flamengo system, and and then moved to uh, this past season, moved to um, Cerrado, uh, Cerrado. Um, and, uh, so, I mean, I don't know if maybe you can talk a little bit about that, you know, you know, why, what that move means, if that means more playing time, if it means, um, uh, a, a different position, if it sort of, you know, you know, uh, as someone who has a better understanding of, of Brazilian basketball, got that one, didn't say Portugal this time, um, uh, uh, <laughs> that has uh, a better understanding of Brazilian basketball, the difference between Flamengo and, and Cerrado. Um, and then, you know, let us know what you, what you have on, um, on, uh, on Ruan Miranda. Uh, so, you know, the move from Flamengo to Cerrado is actually on a loan from Flamengo. Uh, it was uh, definitely to get more minutes. He was out of the rotation out there. He played, uh, I think, didn't even play 10 games and he averaged like five minutes. Uh, didn't produce a lot. So they loaned him out to Cerrado and he became a star there uh, in Brazilian basketball. Um, it was, uh, no doubt about it, it was to get minutes and he got them. And he's really helping them. Flamengo, as you said, is the one of the top teams in Brazil. Uh, recently, they won the Intercontinental Cup. Uh, and Cerrado, I don't want to say they're a bad team, but they're towards the bottom of the league. I believe there are 13 right now, and there are 17 teams in MVP. Uh To talk about his game, you know, his... 6869, there are different measurements depending on where you look it up. Uh, 230. Um, he's, I believe he's 20. He hasn't turned 21 yet. I believe that's uh, right. July, July birthday July, for him. He'll be yeah. turned. Yeah. He'll turn uh, 21 uh, in the middle of the year. You know, he's putting up very, very good numbers. Uh, 11 points, six rebounds. Uh, 1.2 blocks, half a steal, uh, being relatively efficient, you know, 254% from the field, 29% from free, uh, not very good numbers from the free throw line. So that's actually uh, a concern, but I'll talk about it later. You know, uh, the thing that jumps, jumps out the most when you're watching is his athleticism. You know, he's very big. You sometimes he's gonna be the tallest guy on the court, and he's just running 
uh, faster than anybody else too. Uh, on a straight line, you know, just basically unstoppable. Uh, you know, the transition starts and, you know, you can already see him running uh, ahead of everybody and you can just see he grab the ball and bank it, uh, no chance for anyone else. <clears throat> he's also, uh, he's not polished at all offensively, you know, that's something that is also very clear. Uh, his handle is very loose, you know, he'll drive and Henry will pick, will make him pick the ball up or will just trip the ball and get it still. But, you know, he's just so powerful uh, athletically that he produces a lot here in Brazil. Uh, you know, he's a very good roller, even though he doesn't have very good pick and roll partners. You know, it's hard to stop a guy that big uh, running towards the basket that can jump that high. Um, you know, when he gets the ball and can attack a closeout, you know, that's a dunk. Uh, when he gets a rebound, he can run in transition and start and start the the offense himself. You know, uh, so even though he doesn't, uh, his skill is definitely underdeveloped and will have to improve uh, the next few years. You know, he's just so athletic that he can already dominate, uh, you know, a pro league that is not uh, super strong, but isn't terrible either. So that's that's impressive. And defensively, um, he generally plays alongside another big, so uh, he doesn't really play like the uh, only rim protector role, but he's one of the top shot blockers in Brazil. You know, he can just jump so high and has such long arms that he will offer shots constantly. Uh, he has really good awareness. You can see uh, how he's always paying attention, uh, making rotations. If someone blows by the defender, he's already there to help. Uh, and, you know, he can't switch on everybody. I think that would be a stretch, but you can know if you're doing using him on late switches or switching him on uh, perimeter players that aren't very fast, uh, he can definitely stay in front of them and guard these guys. So that's always a plus. Uh, he should flip his hips uh, a little faster. Uh, that's an issue, but you know he's a big, so that's fine. You know. Uh, not a lot of guys can can exploit him in that way. So that's basically him. You know, uh, I think his people don't know him uh, at this point uh, outside of Brazil, but people really should know him. Uh, if he has been this good uh, this early, I can imagine how good he'll be when he gets more playing time and, you know, develop. His game, his post game, which is very raw. You know, maybe his shot gets more consistent. It's fine uh, at this point. You know, he gets decent volume, but you know, the efficiency sometimes good, sometimes bad. Uh, but that's it. I mean, a very raw guy, but very impactful defensively already, and you know, powerful athletically. That 
he will impact our hands too. We've we've seen um, we've seen a, a number of Brazilians uh, go to Europe, mainly Spain, um, and have had some success. Uh, you know, Vitor Benite, um, uh, Marcelino, Augusto Lima. You know, Felicio is in is in Ulm, um, uh, and and you know all of those guys, um, and even uh, Leonardo, um, uh, Leonardo uh, Mindel. Uh, at Fuen Labrada, all of those guys played either at um, Franza or uh, um, um, Flamengo, sometimes actually even both. Uh, and so, and actually there's a, um, there's a 2004 born uh, Gabriel uh, Landera, uh, uh, who's a former Flamengo guy um, actually in, in, in Spain as well right now. Uh, is is that an option? Is that something that any of the three guys that we've talked about today, you know, we talked about, uh, you know, uh, Ignacio talked about uh, Gui Santos, uh, but any of those these three guys, is that something that um, um, that uh, you know maybe uh, you know we we had we had the the FIBA Inter- Intercontinental Cup uh, wasn't it wasn't Rio, um, so you know maybe you know you know and obviously uh, you know. Um, uh, what's his name? The head coach is uh, Conti. Is that right? No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Conti is was the Flamengo coach. Um, you know, maybe maybe there was you know talks. Hey, you know, maybe send you know send some of these you know some some of these youngsters uh, you know have another push of guys going over to Europe. Is that any consideration uh, for any of these guys that you talked about today that you know of, or is that something that that uh, that you think that they would benefit from? Just kind of. Uh, you know, uh, any talk about any of that? Uh, I've heard some stuff about Marcel going uh, to Europe, not uh, a specific country, just, you know, uh, maybe that would be a pathway he'd take. But I don't know. I think it would be good for his game because, you know, he's kind of stuck in Franca because it's one of the best teams uh, in, the, in Brazil. So maybe, you know, going to Europe, changing it a little bit. Uh, He hasn't developed some areas of his game that I would expect him to develop by now. So I think that could be a good move. Uh, Brazilians actually have a a tradition of overextending their stay here in Brazil. Mm -hmm. I think his Santos is a case of that. I don't think he needed to stay another year here with Minas. Uh, so whenever I never believe these guys will go, but I think it would be a good move. Uh, for Ajiel and Juan, I think Juan is getting his uh, playing time finally here. So maybe I would try to to stay a little more, see if he can get more minutes. And Ajiel, I don't know if he's ready. You know, for someone who is playing only 10, 15 minutes here. Uh, I don't know if that's the move right now, mm-hmm. but maybe uh, it could work. Yeah, I mean, you know, Santos, like we said, he doesn't even, you know, he won't even turn 20 until November. So, you know, even if he does, if even if he goes now, uh, he still has so much time that uh, to, to, to make the move. Um, it would be interesting, you know, and, 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 you know, there's so many, you know, there are, uh, there are some good Brazilians over, uh, over here in Europe. And I'm sure that, 
um, I mean, I, I, uh, I think it was, um, uh, I think what, Lima, Lima came before Benite, if I'm not mistaken, even though uh, Lima is older than Benite. Uh, and, uh, you know, they, 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 they were really, uh, uh, they were, they were really close. Um, and, uh, so yeah, it would be, it's always interesting to have Brazilians over here. Uh, Rafael Luz is another one over here in, 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 in Europe. Obviously that's a, a, a huge basketball, uh, family there, uh, in Brazil. Um, all right. Uh, fantastic stuff. Um, uh, thank you for, for the, uh, first time, uh, really, uh, really appreciate it. Uh, why don't we finish off with you just letting uh, let everybody know where they can find you, read your words, etc., and uh, we will head on our way. So uh, you can follow me uh, on Twitter at well, my my account name is pretty tough, but it's B B A L L underline Polizelli. Uh, you know, uh, you can find uh, articles. You can actually not find my articles yet on my prospects, but I hope, you know, in the next uh, few days or a few weeks, I'll be starting to write there. So that's it. There will be the link on the in the uh, Talking Talent Substack, um, uh, and also whenever uh, there will be the the uh, the his handle will be. Uh, included on the on the uh, on the tweet, so you can just uh, find him there as well. Uh, Luis, uh, thank you for coming on, and uh, we will talk to you uh, latest in in uh, latest in two weeks. Uh, well, I guess I don't know. We we're gonna we're trying to figure out the uh, update uh, Adidas Next Generation tournament, um, and uh, so we'll 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 see about we'll see. Uh, if we're going to be able to have everybody on board, uh, but definitely we're going to, to talk uh, in the uh, coming weeks for sure. Thank you. And, and uh, welcome on board. Welcome to the army, I guess, uh, is, uh, is, uh, is, is another thing. Thanks. All right. Back on the Talking Talent show uh, with me from Italy is Jason Filippi. How are you doing, Jason? Oh, I'm doing fine. Thank you. Happy to be back. Yeah, back to uh, breaking down players a little bit more than just uh, just a couple of uh, yeah, what I like and whatnot. Uh, but the uh, just fits more with the preview and and with our fantasy draft, whatever, and wrap up. Um, but this is you know where um, yeah, you get a little more you know meat on the bone and just try to you know really go at it a little bit more. Um, and uh, no surprise that we're going to talk about guys from the Adidas Next Generation tournament. Uh, Belgrade, and uh, let's start with, uh, yeah, big guy from from Tovas Bursa. Uh, that is uh, Ege Demir. Uh, obviously, you know, as expected, he played uh, really well at uh, at that tournament. Uh, was on the all tournament team, best five, and uh, and uh, I, I would say he probably uh, produced better than. Uh, Berk uh Berk uh Puyuk Tunchel. Um I think Berk Tunchel yeah. had 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 stretches where he looked really good, but I think over the course of the tournament, uh Demir was uh, a little bit more impressive. And um yeah, you know, this season he's you know, they've they've exclusively put him at, you know, parked him at the uh at that second division team uh in Gemlik, which is their their you know, they, they that's their team, that's their second second team. 
Um, and they've parked him there and he's, you know, doing a pretty good job there, you know, and they're, you know, just, they just want him, you know, don't worry about the pro team. You're, you're not ready for, for us yet. Um, you know, just work there, work on the things that we're going to, you know, help you with. And, um, and, uh, yeah, so this was his chance to, 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 I'd say probably show people because there's not many people probably out there who are watching second division Turkish basketball. Um, so what did you uh, think of uh, Ege Demir? Well, once again, Ege Demir, I really liked him last year. Um, the uh, Istanbul leg of the uh, AMGT. Um, so I was looking forward to seeing him again this year. And once again, he was one of the, you know, the top, top big men in, uh, in the tournament. To be honest with you, I don't feel that he has improved by leaps and bounds, like I was hoping, but he just kind of, you know, confirmed what his, you know, his, uh, his game is. His game is, his game is pretty simple and straightforward. Like I said, he's uh, an impressive, impressive physical specimen. You know, he's got a very strong build. Admittedly, he looks, you know, perhaps a bit older. Um, and sometimes he looks like a man among children because of his strong build. Um, but like I said, in addition to having the size, you know, for higher levels of competition, he's also, uh, like I said, just a very strong, uh, just, you know, very powerful inside force. The thing about him, you made the reference to Buyuk, Buyuk. To Berke Buyuk Tunso, you know, who's obviously a more polished player and is in fact playing with the Topash Pro team, um, and is a more polished player. But you know, the thing about you know Berke Berke, he he was very inconsistent. Whereas you know uh, Egedemir, he had a major impact on both sides of the court. You know, that's why he stands out. He just has a physical impact no matter what he does. Just his mere presence. Uh, is a factor, at least at this level. You know, offensively, his name is very simple. He's, you know, a more of a, you know, traditional rim running big man. You know, he gets most of his, he's an inside scorer, he gets most of his points around the basket, um, off cuts to the basket, off, off the pick and roll. He's a very athletic finisher, score off labs. Um, and the rest of his game is a work in progress. I have to say that compared to last year, I see him, you know, making an, an effort to become a little more versatile, you know, it's obviously, you know, he's, you can see that he's working on his game. You know, he put the ball on deck much more than he did in the past, but with mixed results, because I felt that he was often trying to do too much, often forcing plays and, you know, maybe turning the ball over, having the ball swiped away when he put it on deck. But he has at least trying, you know, to develop some form of a uh, offensive repertoire on the low post. Uh, he's working on a little, you know, turnaround shot, uh, fadeaway turner shot turnaround shot um as far as shooting range goes that's also a work in progress you know obviously they need him they want him to play to his strength play inside against his peers but you know for the pro level he will have to expand his shooting range you know i've uh, you know he's one of those guys that i walk watch carefully in warm-ups you know on his shooting form like i said he's an inside player i don't see i don't see any potential of him ever being a stretch big man you know in this moment but he doesn't have to i mean you know what he does should translate well to higher levels of competition but he you know he, he appeared comfortable shooting mid-range shots when he had the opportunity although once again like i said this is not not a strength if i was his coach you know i would not want him doing that but you know at the pro level it would be a different story and anyways and you know his overall feel for the game you know is it's not great it's not great, but it's improving. You know, he's actually an underrated passer, especially big man to big man. You know, he, like I said, he makes basic reads. So I see some progress there. 
Uh, the defensive end, of course, is you know the side of the floor where he has uh, the most impact. You know, he was very inconsistent. You know, offensively, um, like I said, he had you know a couple games where he didn't score much, but he was always a major you know factor on the defensive end because of his physical attributes. Like I said, he you know can defend the low post. He was uh, showed potential as a legitimate rim protector. He was by far the best rim protector in this tournament. Um, you know, he's, he should be a good shot blocker. And in addition to blocking shots, he alters a lot of shots. And anyways, just his mere presence, and he looks capable, you know, defending the pick and roll. You know, I saw him switch effectively, you know, onto a smaller player. So all in all, you know, despite, you know, his um, the, the work, there's still a lot of work to be done here. I think, though, that Ege, you know, his his, you know, his main skills do translate now, whether he becomes, you know, an elite prospect at, at the pro level, you know, it depends also on his, how his shooting range will expand um, and other things. But I just think the way he is, he's definitely, you know, uh, a high level, you know, a high level, high major college prospect and definitely a good EuroLeague prospect who perhaps, perhaps will also be a, a good NBA prospect in the 2023 draft. Uh, he still has one more year, year of eligibility before being able to put his name in the NBA draft. But I definitely think that, you know, Edgar Demmer has you know, huge potential wherever he may end up in the future. You know, the sky's the limit. Yeah, people remember him from the Adidas Next Generation Tournament last year. He also played at the uh, in the Turkish Under-19 League as a... Bum, bum, bum. Hmm. He must have been 15. No, it was actually... No, it was 16, um, and uh, they reached the final and lost to Fenerbahce in the final, and in the in the final against Fenerbahce, it was a one-point game. Uh, he had 22 points, 18 rebounds, seven of them offensively, and eight blocks. Um, so just, you know, and that's then, like I said, so that was uh, two, that was the 2021. Uh, so, and he's 04. Uh, yeah, seventeen. Uh, he was actually he was still sixteen. hadn't quite turned seventeen yet. So uh, that just gives you an idea of when he's playing against um, uh, against uh, against uh, younger players. Uh, like I said, he is playing uh, this year in the in that second division uh, for for Gimlik and and uh, and you know putting up uh, some some pretty good numbers. Um, and he will he won't turn uh, he won't turn eighteen until uh, mid August. So he's going to finish the rest of the season as a uh, as a uh, eighteen year old uh, as a seventeen year old. Uh, let's move to the uh, next guy who's actually going to be celebrating his uh, his eighteenth birthday in a couple weeks, uh, and that was. A guy I think probably most of us thought would have been one of the top guys that could have been put into the uh, into the um, All Star Five, um, and uh, and that was uh, Rokasiosis with with um, uh, Lee Cabellas, who he was actually on on loan for them, and uh, it looks like he's that he's actually with uh, Pal Palangos. Uh, I don't know if that's if that's correct or not. Do you do you know do you information? Yeah, he's playing with them this year at least. Um, and uh, you know, obviously, he had the uh, the big thirty game against against Mega. You know, that was the game where you know it was actually still close. Uh, and then in the fourth quarter, he got hurt, and that's where Mega you know pulled away thirty point six rebounds, six assists, um, and uh, you know averaged uh, averaged five more than five assists a game. 
which I mean, when you consider the first game, he went uh, he went without an assist. Just shows you what he he went six, eight, and seven assists in those last three games. Um, and you know, this was a guy that people knew from before he had played uh, with Stella at this um, at the Adidas Next Generation tournament uh, last season. So, uh, what do you have on on Rokas Yosis? Well, Rokas Yosis is you know a very interesting prospect. Uh, first of all, he's a very improved player. Um, you know, obviously, there's a lot of buzz on him now following his great performance at the uh, at the recent uh, ANGT in Belgrade. And I'm happy to say that I had chosen him in my fantasy league draft. <laughs> the replacement for, for Jersey. <laughs> I, I didn't expect him to be necessarily that good, you know, be literally the leading scorer of the tournament, even though I'm not surprised that he put up the numbers. Um, like I said, you know, he's a very improved player. You know, he's kind of just, you know, uh, things are just starting to fall into place for him. Um, and, you know, obviously, you know, he stood out uh, above all as a scorer, so as a scorer, but really it's his all-round game. You know, he, like I said, you know, he even showed some combo guard potential, you know, because, uh, you know, he handled the ball a lot. So he's definitely, I think he'll definitely be a very high-level secondary ball handler for the pro level. But who knows, he could even become a primary ball handler because, you know, obviously uh, with, uh, in the tournament, of, you know, in Belgrade, you know, he was you know, a lot of a lot of shoulder day, a lot of responsibility and often acted as a primary ball handler. Anyways, like I said, uh, Rokas has, has excellent size for the position. He's got a strong build. Um, he's, you know, I'd say he's about you know, close to 6'5 with shoes, with a nice build. A decent athlete for a European uh, wing player, not explosive necessarily for a high, for elite level, but, you know, good enough at this level to, you know, pretty much, you know, get to wherever he needs and wants to be. And like I said, he's a three-level scorer, at least at, you know, uh, his current level. I think he can score. He can score, you know, off the drive. He can score off the dribble. He can create for others. Um, like I said, he has a very nice, polished all-round game. Um, he's probably more of—he's probably more of a scorer than a shooter. But you know, like I said, he can really shoot it from three-point range. He had a couple games where you know he was uh, knocking down. He down out like really six, six three-pointers in one of the games in Belgrade. And but it's more overall it's just his overall ability, you know, to do to do things with the ball whether like i said it's scoring or creating and he does also you know he's a good he's a good slash and he also does a good job of drawing fouls and getting to the free throw line so like i said the, he always can make something happen and his playmaking ability is very underrated you know he showed ability to create for others off the dribble as well as you know make nice decisions in the pick and roll even though obviously he looks for his own shots first um he definitely, you know, made some good reads in the pick and roll. Uh, that, you know, like I said, that uh, you know, playmaking ability intrigues me for uh, higher levels of competition. Uh, like most players, you know, with his physical characteristics, you know, at the junior level, he will need to prove above all that he can defend the position, you know, well enough at the pro level. Um, like I said, he's a good athlete, but not, you know, a freak NBA caliber athlete. Um, I think he'd definitely be a high mid-major college prospect if he chose to go uh, that way. And certainly he's a EuroLeague prospect. I mean, certainly, you know, uh, a EuroLeague, you know, Zalgiris, uh, a guy that is probably going to end up playing with Zalgiris, uh, less perhaps as an NBA prospect. I think he's like a very, very good EuroLeague prospect. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him playing for a team like Zalgiris uh, in the near future. 
Yeah, and and uh, you know he was um, he also won the uh, three point shooting contest, which you know also probably wouldn't be shouldn't be that much of a surprise. Uh, you know, look and see what he uh, what he can do in general. Um, I guess I guess um, he had been uh, actually. I guess we could see this here. Yeah, he had been kind of struggling uh, going into the tournament. Uh, one of the one of the guys uh, who was that that was uh, Danius. Danis Rumsha noted, uh, noted that, and looking at the stats, he went into the tournament uh, shooting one, let's see, so, oh man, so let's see, it's 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, two of his last 18 shots, uh, three-pointers um, in, in, in February, uh, in the, uh, in the second division and NKL in, uh, um, he's more of a scorer than a shooter, even though, you know, he can definitely shoot it as he showed in Belgrade and you know, specifically in the three point uh, shooting contest, yeah. but he's more of a, a natural scorer than a natural shooter, more, let's say more, perhaps more quantity than quality, you know, uh, regards to shooting. And I mean, this is a guy, I guess, just like, uh, well, this is a guy that definitely will, um, you know, um, you know, national national team uh, people uh, will be interested in, in following him because he will probably be one of the leaders of that uh, Lithuanian team uh, this summer at the under 18 European Championship where Lithuania hoped to uh, to get uh, to the under 19 World Cup. You know, I can imagine he'll definitely be uh, one of the leaders of that team. Uh and um, and then the uh, next guy is actually somebody who's going to be at the under 17, uh, 17 World Cup, uh, under 17 World Cup this this summer. Um, and that's in, in, in Malaga in Spain. Um, and uh, and it's actually uh, Sergio de la Rea uh, with uh, with Valencia. And um, he's been playing. Uh, he's been playing in, with Valencia's team in the in the Leb Silver, so third division. Um, and it's it's interesting to see his numbers. Uh, production went up quite a bit uh, after after the tournament. Um, and uh, and he, you know, he was a name I, I really didn't know at all. Um, you know, one of the things is that you know Spain didn't uh, play at the under sixteen uh, European Championship last year. And uh, so we didn't have a, a chance to uh, to see them. Uh, they qualified obviously because they're hosts of the of the under seventeen World Cup. So we didn't actually see him last year. So this was this was really the first time I had um, I had really noted him. I you know he played last year at the uh, at Valencia uh, at the Adidas Next Generation tournament, but I didn't really take note of him. Um, and he definitely sh- um, uh, showed what he can do. Uh, flirting, really flirting with tri- uh, triple double twice. Had thirty one, seven, and eight, and then twenty one, thirteen, and seven uh, in the in the two middle games, um, and then obviously earned a spot on the uh, the best five all tournament team. Uh, so, your thoughts on on uh, Sergio De La Ria? Well, I'm a big Sergio De La Ria fan, or at least I have to say I've joined the Sergio De La Ria wagon because when I saw him last year in this same tournament in Valencia, I wasn't all that impressed with him. Obviously, he had a smaller role. He was like two years up, you know, last year. So, you know, he had a smaller role. Exactly. But, you know, my sources, you know, in Valencia had, you know, raved about him. And I'll, like I said, though, so I was perhaps expecting even too much. So that's why I was like, eh, not, not impressed. But he came into own, his own this year. You know, like I say, he was probably my favorite player in this, the, the uh, 
be this next generation of great tournament. I don't mean necessarily the best player, but just my favorite player because I love big, you know, ball handling wings. And anyways, like I said, he he really surprised me. He's improved a lot. Um, improved a lot, though, not just basketball-wise, but also just like the thing that most impressed me is just how assertive and confident he was because I obviously did not get to see that last year when, you know, he had a smaller role and was obviously playing, you know, more tentatively. He was really, you know, came to has come into his own, uh, you know, this year. Like I said, he acted, you know, like I said, he's first of all, he's grown at least, at least another inch, if not two. He's close to being two meters and he has this very lanky frame. I wouldn't be surprised if he went through a prep, perhaps a bit more. Um, and um, I, like I said, I was just, you know, just so impressed with his all around game and, uh, you know, just the way he held himself. Uh, obviously, the big question, you know, uh, I had him pegged as more of just, you know, a big ball handling wing. But in this tournament, he acted as a primary ball handler. So, you know, uh, definitely a combo guard, you know, for, for the pro level, but perhaps even, you know, uh, a true point guard because he has an excellent feel for the game. You know, very nice, uh, very good basketball IQ. Uh, just, you know, has a really good feel for the game. Um, and like I said, he can do a bit of everything. You know, like I said, his playmaking was excellent. He was careful with the ball. Uh, he showed, you know, excellent court vision, made some very flashy passes, as a matter of fact. Um, you know, but good, very good pass for both in the pick and roll, as well as just, you know, finding people, making some, you know, cross-court passes in transition, as well as thread the needle passes to find a big man, uh, you know, streaking to the basket. Um, and also, like I said, you know, he was also, he also scored, you know, plenty. He's, you know, he, like I said, because of his size, you know, he can uh, take advantage of favorable mismatches. You know, he was always posting up uh, smaller guards, you know, when he was matched up with a smaller guard, you know, as a ball handler. And if they put a bigger wing on him, then he would, you know, just try to go one-on-one -on -one, uh, and get to the rim against, you know, uh, bigger wings. Um, his weakness is that he's not a great three-point shooter. Three-point shooting is, you know, uh, the number one area where he needs to improve probably. Um, you know, he, he can shoot it from three-point, but this is not a strength, um, you know, to, you know, to take his game to the next level, he will have to become a better three-point shooter. Um, the other question, you know, is obviously on the defensive end, you know, because of the fact that he's, you know, uh, plays as a primary ball handler, if not a secondary ball handler. Um, you know, he needs to prove that he can be able to guard, you know, uh, smaller, smaller ball handlers. Um, you know, he can obviously defend the wing possession well enough, but if he wants to, you know, play as a primary ball handler, he'll have to be show that he can defend, you know, smaller guards too, and the jury's still out in that aspect. Um, so I'm curious to see, you know, how he develops. But anyways, I really love Sergio De La Rea's future. I think that you know, he's yet another, you know, another gem that will be coming out of the uh, Valencia basketball cantera, their youth system, and I really do look forward to seeing, you know, him, uh, his, uh, you know, how his game evolves also with the Spanish, you know, under-17 and under-18 national teams this summer and well in, in future, in future summers also. Uh, he would be, you know, a high, obviously a high-level uh, a high-level college prospect. I think he has a very bright, bright, bright future in Europe. I think that he's, you know, for sure going to be an uh, elite Euroleague player. You know, uh, over the course of his career, perhaps even an NBA prospect. Although I have a feeling that his game is better suited for Europe.
day based on what I've seen so far. But I really do think that, you know, his game is custom made for the EuroLeague. I see, you know, like Nick Calathis, you know, possible type of player, you know, the big, this big, uh, you know, point guard, point forward, whatever you want to call him. Uh, but anyways, like I said, big fan of Sergio Delaria. Really, I'll be looking forward to seeing, following his progress uh, in the next couple of years. One of, one of the last week last week uh, Kane talked about uh, his teammate Lucas Mari and one of the things uh, that uh, that really stood out in his in his evaluation was the you know the the really fantastic um, uh, ball control uh, you know looking at twenty nine assists only seven turnovers um, De La Rea for uh, on the other hand had twenty two assists twenty six turnovers uh you know no no game fewer than 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 five uh turnovers um anything that you can attribute that that to is that is that is that anything that that worries you uh and i'll just just because uh like we said you know uh, last week with with Mar- with uh with um lucas mari you know that was it was it was almost elite level i think it was something like rounds whatever like six or something like that uh assist to turnovers or five and a half assists to turnovers whereas um whereas delay had actually uh, more turnovers than than assists uh, i'm not worried about that uh, to be honest with you you know specifically concerning delareo because you know i thought that his decision making was good yes you know he did have a lot of turnovers but i think his decision making with the ball was Quite good. I think a lot of those turnovers were more just a result of the volume uh, of you know the, of his usage usage rate. You know, like I said, you know he had the ball in his hands so much that you know making so many plays, you know, as a primary initiator, um, that he was bound also though to you know have you know have the ball turn the ball over. Um, and you know, comparing him to Lucas Mari though, Lucas Mari was the exact opposite last year. He had tragic turnover rates. Um, and this year, you know, but yes, he had the ball in his hands more this year with less responsibility of being a primary ball handler, he made better decisions and turned the ball over much less. He was much more efficient. And I think for Sergio, that was the opposite. He wasn't used to having the ball in his hands so much, at least compared to in the recent past. So like I said, you know, the higher usage rate, you know, increased his turnovers almost inevitably. So I just think it's just part of the process. I, I I don't see any, I don't see much into that in a negative way. I'm sure that it's, uh, it's not going to be much of a problem because I think his decision making is quite good, actually. Okay. I, I just wanted to put out there, uh, and, and you're right, uh, he actually, um, Mari Lester, uh, 16 assists, 21 turnovers, actually had 11 turnovers uh, in, in one game against uh, Jovan Tut. Uh, all right, fantastic stuff. Uh, Jason, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you, read your words, et cetera, and then we'll get on our way. Okay, well, I'll be, I'll be tweeting away from my uh, Twitter account, uh, Jason Scout, and you can also read uh, my uh, write-ups on some of the recent tournaments I've followed at uh, Pro Insight, uh, PerspectiveInsight.com, uh, um, as well as participating in various podcasts you know, here and there. So anyways, uh, thanks for having me, David. All right, fantastic, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. All right, back on the on the Talking Talent uh, podcast with me from Serbia is uh, Ivan Mitrovic. Uh, Ivan, uh, welcome back. How are you doing? Thanks, man. I'm doing good. How are you? Good. Good to have you back. Good to uh, have. Uh, good to uh, uh, have you talk a little bit more in depth. A uh, couple weeks of um, 
of uh, doing some shallow work, you know, just sort of reviewing. Uh, yeah. But now you're going to get some gets got some more meat on the bones for these guys uh, to 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 go deep dive in and and um, tell us a little bit more about uh, the, this grouping of players. Uh, we're uh, we're going to uh, talk about three guys who were at the Adidas Next Generation Tournament in Belgrade. And, um, and, uh, all three of them are Serbian as well. And, uh, do have two teams. Uh, I guess we have two teams uh, covered in this one. And, uh, we're going to start with, uh, with the player who reached the, who was named to the, uh, to the all-star, all the best five all tournament team. Uh, and yep. that was uh, Luka Vudrogovic, uh, 2004 born uh, with Srivena Svezda. And uh, obviously he was uh, their main guy and um, is playing uh, for their second team in that, in that under 19 league and uh, also plays in the, uh, I guess no, he hasn't really been playing in the ABBA league, has he, uh, under 19? No, no. He's playing for the second team. It's a uh, third division. Yeah. Yeah. Only, only that one. Do they have anybody who's playing in both those competitions? No, no, no. 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 Only, only under nineteen, under nineteen team plays in uh, under nineteen league, and they play the Serbian third division. That's that's all. Okay. Uh, they don't. They don't play. They don't play ABBA under under nineteen. Uh no, they pull off this year. They don't. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So again, uh, so it's uh, Luka Vudrogovic. Uh, hopefully, that's close, <laughs> close enough. Um, that is close enough. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, so why don't you why don't you let us know what you have on on him? Uh, of course. Uh, so so we did see him uh, last year also at the under eighteen uh, Euro- uh, European Challengers, uh, where he played a year younger, and uh, I would imagine he would be probably one of the leaders of this team of this year's. Uh, U18 generation who hope to uh, get to the uh, FIBA Under 19 Basketball World Cup for next summer. Uh, so why don't you let us know what you have on on the young swingman from uh, from Svezda? Yeah, j- just like you said, he he was uh, their leader and uh, recently finished uh, uh, AMGT Belgrade. He averaged uh, 17.5 points per game, which was the high scoring. Uh, player in the star team and he had uh, above four uh, around 4.5 rebounds per game uh he had, he had a great performance in the final game scored the 19 points in, in first half then with six three pointers and then got into the foul trouble and, and only only ended up with 21 in the end uh played in in FIB, uh, under 18 challenger in, in Skopje I think last summer and he he had around 7.5 points per game in, in around 15, 15 minutes of action. Uh, as you've said, he should be one of the leaders uh, this summer if he if he stays healthy and plays for Serbian under-18 uh, national team. He's a well-sized guard. Uh, there is a, a lot of lists, but around, he's currently tall around uh, 195 centimeters. Uh, he's scoring first oriented type of player uh, versatile attacker and he really has some nice scoring instincts um, he's a good shooter first of all and he's capable of, of shooting not only of the spot but also of the move and, and of the bounce uh, 
he has good footwork. He can really set his his feet uh, for for the shot quickly and has quick release. But the shot is a, a bit flat at this point, and and release point could be could be way higher. And I think he needs to improve that in order to be as efficient a uh, shooter in in, in uh, at, at higher level, since. Uh, the defense will be aggressive, of course, more aggressive, of course, and he'll have probably a hard time to shoot shoot with with this low low release he has now. Uh, he he's not a primary ball handler, but he is obviously able to play with the ball and, and to create position primary for himself to score. But but also uh, he, imp- he improved his his passing and he is now solid passer as well. Uh, speaking about playing with the ball, uh, he attacks closeouts well. Since he is a pretty good shooter at this level, he 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 attracts hard closeouts, so he can he can really attack them well and is able to drive to the end uh, with with straight line straight straight line drives. Doesn't doesn't complicate. Attacks with one or two dribbles and tries to get to the rim as as quick as possible. Um, could be better pick and roll attacker in my opinion. That's not that he. That's not something he'll probably play a lot in in future. But uh, he he has some room to improve it and and be more productive from that. From that uh, uses his uses his size solidly and and this level, uh, especially on this NGT, he 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 attacked from low post more than more than a couple of times and and uh, create some created some easy points for himself. And also, when 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 he attacked from from low post, he he attracted uh, double teams, so he so he he could could he could find open teammates or, or on the on the perimeter or guys who were, who were waiting inside. Also, when he when he drives in, uh, when he when he attacks those closeouts, he really uh, attracts some some help on himself, and he is able to drive in and and, and kick out the ball. Uh, to the perimeter, so overall he's a pretty pretty versatile attacker at this point. I think there are room to there is room for him to be even better to fix some some small small issues that he has. But uh, he really uh, played played well and especially in this NGT. But also he he does good job in in, in Serbian league. Even though he played only six games in in under nineteen league because he he had some injury troubles during the. First part of the season, he's averaging, averaging uh, 23 points per game over there. Uh, on the other side of the floor, he he has he has some room to upgrade his defense, but he's he's pretty fair defender at this point. Uh, on on junior on youth level, especially in Serbia, he can really defend multiple positions. He can switch with bigs, but he also uh, stop drives from perimeter, and, and he has pretty active. Active hands in defense, so uh, overall, overall he 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 has some room to upgrade his body and, and also his athleticism. But he, if he if he continues to play uh, on the same level like he did on NGT, I think he he can do good job even on, on a higher level. Uh, I wouldn't say that he is a NBA prospect a prospect or, or Euroleague type of guy, but I think he can really. In couple of years, if he keeps his offensive versatility and efficiency, I think we we can see him playing at, at pretty good level in let's say Abba League or, or something like that. Uh, 
you mentioning the you know saying okay maybe not the nba um uh and and also maybe not um euro league uh is 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 he a guy that they could that could eventually become a regular player for the senior team i mean you know one of the things that that it kind of has to be said is that Svezda hasn't really produced many guys for their yeah. senior teams, you know. I was about to say that. Yeah, yeah I mean, because and, and I think we've talked off air. Um, and one of the things that I wanted to say is like you almost have to go, you almost have to leave Svezda in order to make the national team, the senior national team. There's a couple of guys at Igokea, the 98 borns. So you're talking about Georgievich, right? Stefan, I think Georgievich. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think there was another one, and also um, Alexa, Alex Radanov. Radanovich. But he's he's ninety. Is he ninety nine or is he ninety eight? He's ninety eight. Ninety eight as well. So yeah. But it seems like, and I mean, you know, Borussia Schumann is Schumannich is another. Yeah. Is just a whole nother story. So, but but do you think that he's guy? Uh, so we're 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 back to Vudrukovic. Uh, uh, is he a guy that that maybe could be somebody who actually? graduates I, I although i will have to say uh who's the 99 point guard uh, the small point guard he has actually made it into the uh, alex uskokovic uh, uskokovic exactly uskokovic. Yeah, he, he is one of the mega. few he is one of the few guys 99 where he's one actually one of the few guys and to be honest probably one of the guys that i probably wouldn't necessarily have seen make, yeah, make yeah. that step but that but that's not yeah. the point. so your thoughts about that I mean, just like you said you you, ne- you never know with with red star guys especially in, in previous uh, five to six generations, like they didn't really produce, as you said, guys for their first team. Like all the guys that play there just had to leave and then to get more minutes and to be as productive as they thought they would be in their team. So, I mean, I, I cannot predict that. I I, I hope this, he, can, he can be a guy that, that, that stops that bad tradition and, and goes to the first team. I mean, at some point he'll some point he'll probably be with the first team practice there uh maybe get some minutes in, in serbian league or something like that but uh it, it's up to red star and and up to their coaching staff and management to to finally find that that guy who, who will finally get that that translation to their first team without without going to a couple of loans or or leaving the team and coming back when he is older i mean Vudragovic might be the guy, but and a second guy that we're going to talk about, Nikola Topic as well, because there is a lack of, of, of ball handlers. But anyway, I think it's pretty a risky thing with that star. And if, if he's in some other, other spot, it doesn't matter where, I think he will, he will get more easier to the to first team than he'll do it in that star. But we'll see. Yeah. We know. But it, it's, it's definitely a thing. Um, you know, I mean, you, you have, you, I mean, and you could even go back to heck, you could even go back, uh, um, well, those, those 98s. I mean, you also had, uh, who, who was, who was, um, who was, uh, you had, you had the bold, you had the, the, the pit bull, um, the pit bull small guard, uh, who, who eventually went over to, uh, to, um, to partisan with the, with the two ACLs. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, uh, Aranitovic, yeah. Aranitovic, yeah. And then there's yeah. also um, the the, and I think he was 97, who ended up going to Italy. 
Yeah, voice lost down of each other. Voice down. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so yeah. like we keep going. Like you yeah, know, you know, for like only many- guy who is now in, in, in first team that came from Red Star uh, system is uh, Stefan Lazarevich, and but he is not young anymore. He's almost twenty six. So yeah, I was yeah. gonna say he's. I mean, okay, he actually. I think he they 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 won the title with him, right? I think they oh, won the Adidas Next Generation uh, tournament yeah, 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 title yeah, with him. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. You know, but but that's it. And 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 for a long time, I was wondering, you know, is he going to make it? And he spent years and years with uh, you know F and P and all the other stuff. But I mean, yeah, but it's really he's like really the only one. And you think yeah. all of those years they won the, this 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 tournament, and but didn't produce anybody. And that's really the thing yeah. that you have to kind of figure out, okay, what does, yeah. what does this, what do you want to do? Do you want to win youth titles or do you want to produce players? And yeah. you, know, you look Many at guys Mega, just, you look at Mega, yeah. you know, and all they do is produce guys, you know? So, oh yeah. Oh yeah. But many uh, guys just touch, touch the first team and then that's it. Like Radano was there. Simonic was there. Uh, many, many, many guys went through FMP, literally but, touched the first team and Red Star and just left. So, yeah, but that's, that's look, surely a thing. These guys, I mean, Radanov, uh, 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 Alexa Radanov, national team players. These guys are national yeah, team yeah. players. And it's not, you know, we're not talking Slovakia. You know, we're not talking, yeah. you know, we're not talking, uh, you know, small nation. We're talking Serbia. And, and there's a high, yeah. okay. You know the the Serbs might not be able to play who are in the NBA, but there's enough you know high quality guys, and uh, and and you know to bring them into the system, and everything else you can argue Pezic and he's trying to bring in youngsters, blah blah blah. But still, they're senior national team players, and you can't bring them into your team. There's there's got to be something in there. Anyway, yeah, so let's, sure. let's let's give him let's give him another try <laughs> with our next yeah. guy. Uh, just to finish on on Rud. Uh, so he will turn um he will turn 18 beginning of june so he will finish the yeah. season as a 17 year old uh yeah. another guy uh, uh the other guy and he will actually we'll see him this this summer at the under 17 world cup uh as long as he's healthy uh it, it is uh, nikola topic uh was also um uh, he was the other guy, basically, if they, um, you know, if they had wanted, you know, you know, as a possibility to make the all-tournament team, the best five uh, had a, had a pretty strong tournament. Uh, he was on the team, on the Serbia team that won the U16 challenger uh, over this uh, past summer uh, to mm-hmm. then qualify for the U19, U17 World Cup. Uh, so what do you have on uh, Nikola Topic? Yeah, as you said, he was a member of, of under 16 team in, in Novi Sad this summer, but he, he got injured in, in, in first game and, and that's why he missed basically all other games. But he was a team captain. Uh, he's coming from basketball background. He's, his dad was a national team player and also used to coach for, for a bit, uh, Milenko Topic. Uh, this year, it was actually his second in GT as, as he also played uh, in previous season, as uh, two years younger, uh, this in, in Belgrade this year he averaged ten point three points per game, six assists per game, three point three rebounds per game, but also uh, six turnovers per game, which is not great for a uh, for a point guard. Uh, anyway, he is great sized, uh, has proper length to go along, uh, has nice body frame, which will fill in uh, as time is coming. Uh, High IQ guy who 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 plays really with the poise and he is a real floor general general. He controls the game. Um, guy who is a quick thinker, but as I've said, uh, 
he had troubles with with uh, decision making and he needs to work on that to make uh, less turnovers per game and he also does it in, in Serbian league so it's, it's not only a, a thing of your league he just has currently a problem with with decision making and that's the thing he he needs to work on but other than that he he really likes to play with the ball he he is a great creator mostly for others at the moment uh but also he he's capable of creating his own shot uh he's a great operator of the pick and roll uh, reads uh, defensive coverage as well uh finds good good and simple decisions uh he's a advanced passer uh thanks to his size he can really he can really see over defenders at this youth level so we'll see we'll see how how that develops uh, to to senior basketball once he gets there but at the moment he really his good size allows him to to pass and see first of all and then to pass over defenders uh not not that not that shifting nor athletic guy but he can he can he can drive in uh, he can drive from perimeter, and, and uh, what I like about him, he doesn't and drives with with basic layups, but he also can can score with floaters, with with runners, with, with some job stops. So he's pretty pretty creative, not only when it comes to uh, playing with the ball and passing, but only when it comes to finishing. Uh, things thing with his with his shot he needs to he needs to improve it it's not his primary weapon but it 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 he can really be much better uh he has troubles especially with, with long range shooting of course he is capable of, of hitting some open looks occasionally but that's not a that's not a, a accurate threat at, the, at this point so i really think he needs to he needs to improve his shot he long range shot his mid-range shot is better. He can score around penalty line, or mostly when when attacks pick and rolls and 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 stays open, or when he drives in and and stays open around the penalty line. So mid-range shot is not that bad, but uh, long-range shooting needs some work. And overall, overall shot shot needs some fixes. I think his release could be quicker, and, and his shot motion could be could be a bit more fluid. But I think that that's. That's the stuff that will get better as he gets uh, stronger and and his body uh, develops better. Uh, on the other side of the floor, he is he is solid defender in the moment. Uh, reads situations well, has good defensive awareness, uh, active from the help side. Uh, he probably could have some problems on uh, with on ball defending on a higher level as he is not that athletic and he really lacks of of lateral quickness, but. At this point, he has no troubles with it. So overall, I think uh, uh, he could be really a good long-term uh, guard who who plays mostly as a primary ball handler. So we can we can say he is a point guard as well. Uh, especially in Serbia, we we pretty much lack of 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 point guards in youth categories. So I think Topic could be could be a guy to lead national teams in in next couple of years especially especially youth ones uh with his boy with his high IQ with, with with the poise in his game he has with his uh quick thinking and and his uh leading abilities as I think he is a natural natural leader so I really think that that we can expect to be from him to be a a good point guard in coming years and I hope I'm not mistaken so maybe he could be that 
next guy along with Fudagovic as we as we spoke a few minutes ago. But it's again things for for Red Star, not for us. <laughs> Svezler's problem. Svezler's um, uh, problem. Um, just wanted to ask, um, you know, looking at the numbers, I know super, super, super small sample size and, and whatnot, but, you know, looking at the uh, Serbian uh, um, under 19 league second, second division there, they, you know, his steals numbers uh, were really, really high. Um, yeah. uh, three times, at least six steals. Uh, just two steals total in the ANGT. Uh, anything to read out of that, as, or, or or just uh, well, it, competition level is, is completely different uh, yeah. in Serbian U19 league. I mean, those those teams are not even close to be on the level as as teams on the ANGT. So, I think that's that's another thing to to have in mind when just comparing numbers. I mean, yeah. he's, as I've said, he's a solid defender. It's, it's, it's not that he doesn't play defense and all, and he reads, reads uh, defense well. He can even cut some cut passing lanes. And, and as I've said, he has good defensive awareness, but I think those six steals a couple of times are, were coming against uh, teams we- that are weaker or, competition, or weaker competition than the NGT a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you you scared me. I I'm 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 getting um, I'm getting wiser. Um, I'm getting uh, I'm getting more experienced. Um, and when you said uh, Malinko Topic um, uh, was his father, uh, I I I haven't gotten quite to the point where the guys um, I followed are having kids. I I, I immediately thought Malinko Tepic. No, I, no, no. I thought, oh wait a minute here. Um, so, but uh, yeah, Tepic isn't quite there yet. Um, so, not yet, uh, yes, not but, yet. But but once those guys, because Tepic was a guy that I that I that, that was like one of the early generations. That was eighty seven. That that's um that's Tate yeah. Dosage's uh, generation, right? Yeah, 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 eighty seven. Yeah, and that's that's the golden generation that uh, that had the triple. Uh, you know, that was yep. That was actually that them and and uh, the last uh, generation to do the triple, the U sixteen, U eighteen, and U twenty triple was. Um, was Lithuania '92 uh, with uh, yeah, Ulanovas? Uh, yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. No. 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 Careful. Careful there, young man. Careful there, young man. Valentunas well, is older. Yeah. No. 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 That is Valentunas's generation. He didn't play under twenty. Oh, I didn't know that. No, he did not play under twenty. And in fact, oh. I think I think that under twenty team, if I'm not mistaken, had it had at least three, maybe even four losses in that under twenty tournament. Valentunas didn't play. Um, well, Lenovas is one of there's 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 one or two and really you look at that generation and you're like man there's nobody in that generation except Valentunas Ulanovas okay pretty good player um, but uh, yeah. but uh, um, all right next guy uh, we're gonna finish off we're gonna go over to Partizan and um, uh, name is Victor Mikic uh, 2005 born uh, hope maybe you tell me why he wasn't selected for the team uh, the under 16 heat team he would have been on the, he would have at least been in that generation of 2005 born uh, to play the challengers uh, I imagine he'll be um, you know just if nothing else just uh, as, a, as a center that can you know use you, you, okay I, I you know there's 
there's the old there, there's the old adage in fantasy sports, you know, somebody has to score the points. And and that yeah. was kind of what Victor Mikic was kind of in charge of uh with Partizan at, at the at the tournament. So you know, look at the numbers and he actually had pretty good numbers. Um doesn't necessarily translate to to the talent, but um, you know, did did put up pretty solid numbers at the at the tournament. Um uh, you know, you know, decent size, um, you know, 2005 born. Uh, so why don't you let us know what you have on Victor Mikic? Yeah, as we spoke in, in our uh, NGT review, I mean, Partizan was very limited and, and their eighth place says enough. And he was probably the, the brightest, brightest point of, of, of their team. But actually, uh, a few days ago, they, they just beat Mega in Serbian League by 25 or something like that. So... Mikic, Mikic is, was for sure their their main guy on the, on this uh, NGT. He had double double uh, averages. He was uh, almost sixteen points per game and ten rebounds per game, which is, if I'm not mistaken, second best uh, rebounding performance uh, in uh, in NGT in NGT Belgrade. I think he was second, but I'm not sure. Uh, as we said, he is pretty decent sized. He is uh, uh, two ten tall at the moment. Uh, and he is 2005 born, so I, I assume he'll get a couple of more centimeters in, in future. Uh, he has a good body, good body frame. He has some really nice physical physical tools. Uh, body is pretty tough and, and strong, even though he is only only 16 and a half. Uh, Mikis is a guy who who mostly mostly plays inside the paint, so he is not one of those uh, modern centers that that uh, spend time. Uh, Spacing the floor, he is the guy who plays inside the paint. Uh, he is a good scorer around the rim, thanks to already mentioned his his good body strength and 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 solid touch with with his stronger hand. Of course, he needs some some improvements with with scoring with a weaker hand, but his his right hand is pretty good at the moment. Uh, has ability to play above the rim. He uh, likes to to dunk the ball every time possible. He's not afraid of playing through contact and, and actually likes to play through contact and, and finish against against stronger bigs. Uh, he has good footwork on the low post. It helps him not only in creating position on the block, but also in 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 having a having a better better possibility to to score at the rim. Uh, beside playing back to basket, which he does most of the time, he he is not really a, a guy who. Who would be a face-up threat, and as I've said a minute ago, he is not a not a guy who will stretch the floor. But beside that, he moves well. He is a mobile big, knowing his age and his size, he moves pretty well, and he rolls pretty pretty quickly after on-ball screens. So in the future, I think he will be even even more productive when he gets into a let's say a better team as as a, as a pick and roll uh, screener. Uh, what I like about him, he really plays with some good energy on both ends. Uh, likes likes to compete. He has no troubles to play against older guys. He does it for for basically a couple of uh, last couple of years. Um, he is a tough guy, and also he's a great rebounder on both ends. Uh, he has good feeling, and of course his size helps him in, in grabbing grabbing good good number of rebounds per game. Uh, He's a tough defender at the moment. Uh, he has no troubles to 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 defend on the low post in, in youth categories. He uses his body well. 
and he is also uh, a good rim protector thanks to his uh, already mentioned size. Uh, and I think if if he keeps improving and, and keeps getting better in, in in terms of his body, I think he could be, he he could be able to translate his his good defense on 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 higher levels. So overall, I think he he is probably uh, beside his uh, teammate Ognjen Stankovic, he is probably one of two guys to 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 follow from from Partizan for a long term. I mean he. He already signed pro contract, and he is his youngest guy in history history of Partizan to sign with, to sign the pro contract with him. He was uh, uh, 16 years old when they when they signed with him. So uh, I think they 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 have some trust in in in, in his uh, potential. So as I said, he he is probably the, the guy to follow. And uh, since there is a not not a lot of guys who. Who plays as a real centers? I mean, to, to play inside the paint and and not to, to be a stretch five. I think he he is the guy to to follow follow for future, and uh, he should probably be in this under under uh, eighty under seventeen first of all, and then more maybe under eighteen roster for for Serbia during the summer. Uh, you think Hilda actually play? Uh... I don't know about that because that's there's because um, under under seventeen World Cup ends on July uh, July ends on July tenth. Yeah, and U uh, eighteen starts on July 29th. Right, what do you think about that? So, Not bad, huh? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it depends I guess I guess I guess it de- I guess it depends on on how much size the the O four generation yeah. has. Right. Yeah, I just wanted to say it depends of of uh, two thousand four generation and and who who be able to to play. I mean injuries and all that. So yeah, and if they have enough size, the all four generation. Yeah, yeah, that that's the first thing. That's the yeah, first yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. All right, cool. Um, great stuff. Uh, so he will uh, just to finish off as we always do. Uh, he won't turn, he won't turn, uh, come on, do some math. he won't turn 17. He won't turn 17 yeah. until basically just before next season, uh, so mid, yeah, mid, mid, yeah. mid, mid, September is his birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Mm-hmm. Fantastic stuff. Um, why not, you know, the, uh, unprepared and I don't know, uh, we've actually talked about quite a few of the guys. Um, yeah. but, uh, over the past, over the past couple of months, uh, any, any, anybody you're looking forward to maybe having a deep run in the NCAA tournament, uh, from, from, from let's, let, let, let's, let's focus on Serbia because obviously those, those guys, you, you'll know better than, than, than any of the others, um, who you, who might be, uh, maybe even a chance of a final four at all. Uh, maybe Philip Rebracha, he is with Iola. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, for me, he he will be uh, first pick out of out of guys that I spoke about and and out of Serbian guys that that has the biggest chances to 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 go. I don't know about final four, but like elite eight or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I think he has chances. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, do you have any idea how many guys are how many Serbs uh, Serbs are in the in the field? And um, I think not too many of them. Uh-huh. Like it's it's a single digit number for sure. Okay. All right. Uh, even fantastic stuff. Uh, why don't we uh, let you go and just let, you, let everybody else know first how they can find you, read your words, etc. 
Yeah, of course. Uh, Balkan Prospects uh, Twitter and Instagram and, uh, and BalkanProspects.com is our website. So everybody make sure to check it out. I will let you go. Don't forget to do your homework next week. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Next week we're getting have a draft. ready for that. We get a draft. Oh, Are you yeah. getting ready? Mm, yeah, slowly, but yeah, I'm getting ready. Actually, I need to. I need to do the. I need to do the. Uh, I need to do the. Um, well, I guess we don't know. Um, uh, I have to. I'll have to do the draft order first. Um, but uh, yeah. So do you have? Do you have? Do you have anybody who you? You don't have to say it here, but you know who you're going to pick for. Who you would pick first if you had a choice? Uh, I guess not, we not don't, yet. I guess not we don't yet. know. I guess we. Uh, I guess we kind of know, but we don't know 100. The, uh, the the there was a there was a there was a uh, somebody. What is it? Euro hopes. Euro hopes. Euro put, hopes. Put, yeah. Put the did put the ANGT uh, put the next generation team out there. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, but we'll, we'll see. I still don't have a, a first choice, but there is a couple of guys that I know f- who play there, so maybe uh, I'll see. There's yeah, a lot of no, no, no home home country advantage. Uh, yeah, for, for yeah. you this time around. Yeah, so uh, I'll be in trouble. Ah, uh, you'll be okay, Ivan. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Appreciate it. And we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks.